99 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Don't you dare cut that out when oh, you I'm edit definitely it cutting, I'm definitely cutting out you interrupting me before I got to come into the intro. Jerk so. face. Anyway, listening. Ooh. You're just going to hear me say the intro. Mute. I need to mute. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is my phone on mute? <laughs> <laughs> sure my phone's on mute. <laughs> we are all... We are flacking tonight. I was even here earlier tonight. I know. <sighs> Math homework. <It's> the <sighs> devil. So we are episode 99, one away from 100. Next week's the big party. Is there a big party? No, there's not a big oh. party. Oh. It's just a guest. I thought maybe I had missed the no. memo somewhere. No. Bring your own alcohol. I mean. <laughs> um, don't. I want to remind everybody, don't forget about our giveaway this month. Our giveaway, which is sponsored by our friends over at Focus Cubed. If you go over to our Facebook group or our Instagram, or you can also find it on Focus Cubed's Facebook group, our Facebook page. Page, even. That's what it is. It's a page. But uh, they're giving away a 36-inch by 18-inch replacement lid for an exoterra enclosure. So it's a PVC lid. Uh, with a smaller screened area, it allows you to uh, attach. If you want to do radiant heat panels to the inside, if you want to try to hold in humidity because you're doing dart frogs, you don't want that giant screen lid. It's a great PVC replacement with some cut uh, vent holes and all. There's a picture of it over on our Facebook page. Go over there. All you have to do is share that post, and you're in for the drawing. And in the month, you can win an awesome replacement lid, which I should probably over- look at the price. 40 50 60 70 bucks. It's somewhere in that range. I know it's like a seventy dollar range, but anyways, what the hell? It was the dogs downstairs. <sighs> so, anyways, go over there, check that out. Our friends over at Focus Cube, the Howdies, they're awesome. They're doing this month's giveaway. Um, our sponsors, Katie. We have Lone Star Reptile Racks. If you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit lsreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. And cages. And cages. cages. Yep. Yeah. You get a 4 by 2 by 2 cage a day. Yep. I've got uh, tw- two four-foot cages that are for boas that are coming this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've made this. You've made a, a re- five, or an array of sizes. I have. You did an arboreal one. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. I uh, I designed today a six-foot by thir- uh, seventy-two by thirty by thirty. The big old honking cage. Yeah, a custom one that's going to get glass doors for. Uh, I can't say who yet because he's going to reveal it on his YouTube channel. I know. But he. Mm-hmm. He's one of the uh, only four people that breeds a certain species. Yeah, and he's found he's found the trick, and he wants to get them out of glass and wants to put them in. And the, the trick cages. is Lone Star Reptile Cages. <laughs> yep, That's the trick. Yep. If you want to breed any animal, whatever animal it is, so the very, trick is Lone Star Reptile Cage. You know what? They could breed Boland's pythons if they would just buy a Lone Star Reptile, reptile Cage. Right. That's all you need. You gotta have it's that cage. Screw the other guys. Plus, uh. If you order a cage from him, you'll probably get it sooner than the other guys. Yeah, because I don't not, have to wait on tubs and heat tape for them. They just go out. And it's not a six-month waiting list to get one. It's, it's crazy today. I, I was told today that <clears throat> tub prices are about to go up again, and ABS plastic is starting to be a, uh, the sh- starting to feel the shortage. So, awesome. Yeah, it's a little scary, but that's hey, why we're diversifying. Yeah. And then our other sponsor, uh, Herb's Reptile Shows. Got one this weekend coming up in Longview, Texas. Robert will be there. 
you may want to pack warm, people. That one's that one's gonna be cold. Uh, Brand- oh, Brendan wants to know if you can breed alligators. You can totally breed alligators in his cages. Just buy a cage, throw your alligator in there. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Uh, sure. Two two foot cage for an alligator. You know, yeah. they're like they're like goldfish. They, they don't, don't get bigger. Really, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It's sure. Just turtles do the same thing. Snakes. I mean, I mean, it dies at three, but it's fine. I'm just gonna sit here and stuff my face while y'all are. <clears throat> you enjoy your cucumbers and cheese that you ate. I did. Thank Anyways, you. Herb Sharptouch shows Longview, Texas this weekend. Go out there. I don't know if the grilled cheese truck is going to be there. It is. Oh, then you got to go. If you're going, just plan on eating there and get a grilled cheese sandwich. And I'm not, I know it sounds very, very plain, but they've got some amazing grilled cheese sandwiches. The the barbecue and macaroni and cheese grilled cheese sandwich. Mine is the. Um, Isn't there a peanut butter? I was about to say the peanut butter yeah, one's good. Avocado. I had, I had one with avocado. I basically ate like it's four marinated things avocado, off of their remember? truck. It's like it a great. marinated avocado. It's like a balsamic marinade, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The one I got has like three different kinds of cheese, peanut butter, and a fried egg. It was awesome. And it I had that one too. Ridiculously good. I also I am slightly sad that we're not going. We will not be there. But we will be. Uh, my birthday weekend will be in Conroe, Texas at the big Conroe show. We will. Come on out to the Conroe show January 29th. You'll be there 30th. both days. I will be there. You won't be there both days? I, I won't know until Friday night if I will be there Saturday. Well, I'll be there both days. So come out and see us January 29th and 30th. We will be there. February 26th and 27th will be at Corpus Christi. I may have a school obligation Saturday. We'll be at Corpus I don't know if we'll be at Corpus Christi. You'll be at Corpus Christi either way, Robert. And then uh, New Orleans, March 5th and 6th. We will not be there. We will not be in New Orleans. Um, and then Arlington is February 5th and 6th? No. 4th and 5th? No. 5th and 8th? 11th, 12th, and 13th. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was in the ballpark. No, you're you're taking over our Lego weekend. Oh, that's what I was thinking because I was looking up. Mm-hmm. We have Brickfest coming up that weekend before, and I was looking that up. That's why. Yeah. So Arlington, NAB, NARBC Arlington is on the, tw- I wasn't listening when she said 12th, 13th. 12th, 13th. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. I will not be vending. We will not be vending. But we'll be there. But we'll be there. We'll have a booth. We will have all of our stuff set up. If you're there, come by, say hi, and we'll, we may have you sit down and we'll talk to you for a little bit. So come by and see us. We will be with pythons in a pear tree and what he is referring to the pit. That is where we will be. So is that what he's calling it? Calling it the pit. So it should be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited about just sitting down and like talking all weekend and not having to actually care what's going on. Yep. So that's going to be great. That's what I was talking to to Earl from Lone Star Reptiles yesterday. And we were talking about NARBC and I was like, man, it's going to be kind of cool to be at a show and not be working. And he goes, you'll be working. He's yeah. like, cause you know, a thousand people are going to want to talk to you about racks and cages. And I was like, don't, let me have my dreams, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't crush the dreams. I was yet. like, I'm seriously thinking about not wearing one of my shirts. And then I'm we'll like, get, mm-hmm. we'll get some reptile gumbo shirts. No, I'm going to wear my shirt. That's what we need. Some reptile gumbo shirts. I can order some. I mean, if you, somebody would put the store up for people to be able to the, order hey, from. Hey, someone tried. And then after the third thing I tried, it just crashed. Mm. So that was a technical thing. Not my fault. You know, I, the in blue. The In Blue they podcast has their shit together. Yeah. And they're part of our network. Maybe you should like butter them up Someone and reach out to Someone on the In Blue podcast sits at home on the computer all day and has time. Yeah, but she works. It's not like she's just sitting there. I get it. But I spend how many hours dealing with shitty ass teenagers? We just had a three-day weekend. <laughs> and I slept. Mm. No, I didn't. I woke up early on Saturday so someone could come do their podcast. Mm. My wife had every one of, uh, every one of her jobs canceled on her this week. Oh. Yeah. You even canceled on her? That's messed up, man. <laughs> No, she she cooked dinner and did laundry. So, hey, there you, you go. Know? 
There's leftovers if you decide you, you need some dinner oh, for another night this Viv week. Vivtech products will be at uh, NARBC. Awesome. That'll be awesome. I'm going to need some. Do you? Yeah. I'm, I could always use bulbs. Dude, I could put them in every fucking cage I build just about. Yes, that is true. I'm trying to read, up, read everything. Uh, wholesale oh, bulbs will be here nice. Monday. Nice. Also a new version that's dimmable. That's really cool. Especially if you have the Vivtech UV reader. You can dim it, go up and down, get it in the range you want to. Yep. That's a huge game changer. So, cool. <clears throat> I need to hide this ad. <laughs> All right. What? We also have the Ruas who are moving. The Ruas have moved. They have. They? Did they finish? Amanda's in the chat. She'll now. correct she it. The, chat. Uh, the Ruas did. They're, they're moving on to 231, which the important thing about 231, the Highway 231 in Alabama is that it leads to Troy, which is where the best college in Alabama is. It so, is. So just letting everybody know that. It's where we met. This is your sappy moment of the evening. No, we met on a plane because somehow we were in band for an entire semester, and I never knew you because you're an annoying asshole freshman. Because we were a huge band. Oh, also the uh, UVB meters showed up, and they will be online shortly. So anybody that's been waiting for the uh, VivTech UVB meters, because they've been out for a while. They sold quick. That's cool. My friend James is going to be there. It will also be my first NARBC, James. It'll be my first Tenley, or uh, Arlington NARBC. We did do Tenley. Yeah, that was an anniversary trip one year. That was fun. All right. So, should we, get, should we get started? We should probably get started. We probably should. I feel like we should get started. Our guest has been sitting there for nine minutes. Yeah, she's heard us talk about not a damn thing. Well, she got to hear me fussing about our kid when we started, so freaking math homework. <laughs> All right. So, let me go ahead and bring in our, our guest. Our guest is Lena Kelly from Critchlow Alligator Sanctuary in Michigan. How's it going, Lena? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. I was telling you earlier, I just I still find it so weird that there's an alligator sanctuary in Michigan. Yeah. If you were to tell me only one in the Midwest. If you were to tell me a place where you would think you'd find an alligator sanctuary, it's definitely not a place that's frozen six months out of the year. (laughs) Is it really like frozen for six months or is it more like three? Yeah, it's more like three. It's still more than us. (laughs) It's still cold the other three months, but yeah. Reptiles don't like it. They're indoors for six months. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, so I want to get into that because I'm, I'm very interested in how that all works. Like I said, uh, we're from the South, so we have alligators everywhere, and it makes sense. And if you want to own an alligator here, besides having to have a permit, it makes sense to have an outside pen for them and be able to do it. But I'm just thinking the general person up there having an alligator is not planning on buying it and then building this elaborate outdoor pen, right? Most people know, right? They're just going to put it in a tub in their basement and hope that it doesn't outgrow the tub. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, unfortunately. Or tanks. Oh. Yeah. Because it's I, – I talked to like oh, – what is that crappy Pennsylvania show they always talk about? Hamburg? Hamburg. Hamburg. Uh, the Hamburg show, they talk about you can buy anything in Hamburg and like alligators are always for sale at Hamburg. And it just I'm amazed that people up north are buying alligators because it's, it's not a bearded dragon. The, the Even a small female is like nine foot long, ten foot long. So, I mean – yeah, but unfortunately, because people are keeping them in these tiny habitats, they're not growing. So we mm. see a lot of stunted alligators. Like unfortunately, in the, yeah, like, I mean, uh, oh yeah, the, at Snake Discovery, they've got that one they got mm. that was all so, sorts of stuff. Real, real quick, that wildfire I was telling you about, yeah, was started by Texas Parks and Wildlife trying to do a prescribed burn. Oh, oh, <laughs> way, to, way to go, guys! They, yeah, they must be like opiates. They overprescribed it. <laughs> <laughs> someone's first day on the on the job and their last probably oh gosh mm-hmm. do i just spray this whole thing okay. right here 
Oh. <sighs> Anyways, back to alligators. So <laughs> this is like your dream episode. I, I want an alligator, but I'm not giving up my pool. We don't have a pool yet, so one day. No, we'll have an alligator no, exhibit. We will not <laughs> get a little slide, just yes. the little kiddie pools with the little slide. You know, oh. no, we'll have fun. Crocodilians are one of the things I miss the most from being a zookeeper. Uh, I want a Chinese alligator, but I can't afford a Chinese alligator or the paperwork. Yeah, no. no, anything no. that goes with that. <laughs> not at all. Because that would be awesome. But so. Any idea how much an alligator goes for up there? Like people are buying them because they're cheap, aren't they? They're not. Yeah, the what? I think the last person that told me they purchased an alligator, it was like, I want to say seventy five dollars. Jesus Christ! No, yeah. that's the like when you go to a show. Accessories are all the expensive stuff. No. Alligators are pretty inexpensive, unfortunately. Although, I'm not promoting the sale of alligators. No. Oh, I'm not promoting it. God. Don't drive up to Michigan and start buying cheap gators, please don't. So, but yeah. And. And there's no there's no permit system or anything. You can just buy an alligator. In Michigan, yep. You so can buy them, sell them, breed them, trade them. There's no law. That's for Michigan. Thing. That's like the first time I showed up to a show and saw and saw like cobras for a hundred bucks. I was like, who? The? Then yeah. you realize, yeah. the fuck is that person going to do? If, if they're breeding alligators, they have a hundred eggs. So yeah, they're going to be cheap because mm-hmm. that's yeah. crazy. So y'all take in. So I guess go ahead and explain. Uh, what y'all do at the Alligator Sanctuary? Sure. So we are a family-owned and operated business that is a strictly rescue facility. So all of our animals are all unwanted previous pets that were unable to be cared for by their owners or even zoos. We work a lot with zoos, animal control, um, but most of them are pets. And so if people don't want their pet anymore, then they contact us and they pay us a fee and they have to bring us their animal and then sign some paperwork and off they go. And so, yeah, we have almost 200 alligators. Jeez. We've got um, lots of turtles, tortoises, um, just a few snakes, a couple bearded dragons. Uh, we got our first chuckwalla last week. Those are awesome. Um, but, yeah, everything is a previous pet. And so everything is... Um, you know, kind of varies in size depending on how long people had it or how, how, you know, how good of a habitat they had for it so it could grow. Um, but we operate similar to a zoo. So my background is actually one of our outdoor habitats for what we call our elementary school. Um, so we have all of our animals outside in the summer. And so they, we put them in like schools And so we have like a preschool for like the cute little tiny alligators. And then we have like the elementary school is for our roughly two and a half to four and a half foot gators. And then we have our middle school, which is our four and a half to almost seven footers. Our high school is our seven to nine footers. And then we have like a college section for our our largest alligators. And then we have individual sections for any animals that came in that have injuries or weird issues issues that just need ongoing care. And so, yeah, so we operate similar to a zoo. So people come in, pay admission, and they can purchase food. And we offer guided tours. And so we give everybody that comes through a tour if they want a tour, which most people do. And the tour usually lasts about an hour and they can feed the gators and you call them over and they run over and chuck food at them and they run over and eat your food. And so that's pretty entertaining. And then we do shows with our alligators. We do train them. They have to learn their names, learn to come, lay down, open their mouth, close their mouth, um, 
various commands, simple commands like that. And so, yeah, people watch us interact with our animals and they can hold on to an alligator. They can do an animal encounter with the tortoises. They can go into the tortoise habitat and feed the tortoises. And um, But basically the tour is talking about obviously how we got started, um, where most of the animals came from, and then a lot of the stories because similar to people, all these animals came from you know, pretty interesting backgrounds. So some have had really traumatic homes before they came to us and some had really great owners. And uh, so we tell people all the stories that we can, at least the ones that we can remember that year. <laughs> Cause like I said, we have 200. So it's kind of hard to remember like, Oh man, what's his story. I forgot what his story is. And so we usually try to have lots of signage as well for people that don't really want to do the tour, but still want to enjoy the animals. So, yeah, so that's basically what we do. So my mom and dad started the business in 2007 as an actual business. We used to do this out of our home when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, we had alligators in our basement and snakes in the closet and and iguanas in the bathrooms and, you know, kind of had a, like a, lot a of whole. friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much any other herper, right? And, uh, and so then eventually my dad was just taking in so many animals for free. And he was like, you know what? I need help. I need help taking care of these animals. And so he opened up a facility. And so, yeah, so my uh, mom passed away about a year and a half ago, who was very much involved. And so my dad, my brother, and my nephew and I all run the facility. And then we have some really awesome employees that come back seasonally. So, yeah. I have so many questions after all. <laughs> so that was kind of all of it in a, in a quick little nutshell. So bring on the questions. Okay, I'll ask. I'll ask a few from our chat real quick, and then I'll get yeah. into mine. Yeah, One uh, said the food bill has to be intense. Uh, Actually, it's not. So we use Missouri crock food. Well, that's tough. And so because we sell it to the public. That's we actually make a little bit of money. There so, you go. So smart. Yeah. Plus, mm -hmm. they're feeding them for you, so you don't have to go feed them. That's the yeah, time. exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Darren Watson asks, "Are the gators tame?" I imagine some are ish, as much as it can be. Yeah, as much as they can be. Um, I mean, we're entering, we're in their habitats all the time, so they're pretty used to us being in there. Um, I've never been attacked. Knock on wood. But you're not, um, but you're not walking up and just like booping them on the snoot with your fingers. Yeah, not usually. <laughs> I mean, you know, I try not to handle them if I don't have to. But like I said, we do train them. So, I mean, we're in their habitats. They do have to learn how to target, target train yeah. with, with sticks. Um, or some of them are, you know, I have one that we give eye drops to. Oh, wow. Um, so he comes up, he lays down, we give him eye drops. And then, you know, I can touch their tail. I can touch their hind legs and their belly. I try not to, you know, I want them to be alligators. Yeah, they're not I don't dogs. Want them to be, yeah, I don't want them to be so docile that I'm like, oh, look at me. I can hug my alligator. I, <laughs> I don't think that's right. So I don't do that with my gator. So they're very much. You mean you don't like stick your head in the mouth and. No, yeah, uh, no, we don't do any of that. So or pull dollar bills out of their mouths <laughs> like they do in like Taiwan. Or Thailand. Every time I see, every time I see that stuff, there's a video where the guy sticks his head in there and it grabs his head and starts spinning. I'm like, yeah, you, you deserve that. Totally deserve I, that. I just think about I know. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. <laughs> Joe Dirt and Rocky. Yes. Oh, my God. oh um, I, so the eye drops. Okay, I gotta get back to that because that's fascinating. So. It comes up and it doesn't close the nictating. It keeps the other membrane open and allows you to put it straight mm -hmm. into the eyes. Yep, because he comes out onto the land. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Yep. I could, yeah, I he never would have. He was from a house fire. Oh no! And the smoke mm -hmm. and the fire and everything messed up his eyes. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he'll use those drops for the rest of his life. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, James Smith asks, are y'all nonprofit? We are not a nonprofit. We are a, a small business, mom and pop shop. So unfortunately, cool. we don't yeah. get um, big dollar donations. But which, it's cool that you're know, able to be a functioning business. Like that's that's yeah. a, you know, it definitely seems like it would be somewhere where if not done right, that could be a huge money pit and you'd lose everything and it could go downhill yeah. real quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it was a struggle the first few years when we were open. We were like, oh, man, is this going to work? And we had already taken in about 30 alligators um, prior to us opening as a facility. So we took, you know, we brought 30 gators to start the business. And, uh, yeah, we were like, oh, man, this is is this going to work? And so many people are like, what are you guys doing? You're going to fail. You're in Michigan. This is crazy. And we've been around since 2007. So, you know. and Doing something right. Yeah, every year we get, you know, more animals, obviously, um, and more visitors and a little bit more media attention. So do y'all do, uh, do y'all do, since you're running more like a zoo, do you do any of the educational stuff where you have like camps for kids to come or anything like that? Or is it still just a people just come and you on whenever they get there and kind of just open to the public? How's that? Yeah, we don't do any camps just because we don't have enough employees. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't. But we do, you know, we do allow field trips. So, you know, as long as there's, you know, however many supervisors or chaperones with their group. So we'll do private tours. So our hours are 11 to 4. And so we can do private tours with like just a field trip of kids or a a camp group from like 10 to 11. So that way I also don't have to deal with our general public at the same time as. Yeah. I don't like dealing with the general public either. (laughs) That's, that's the hardest part of the job. Actually, the animals are so easy. It's, you know, dealing with the public and the parents that don't watch their kids and the kids running around and throwing rocks and things at the animals and, you know, throwing pennies in and making wishes. Mm. Yeah. That's actually one thing that we tell people to not do. That's one of the largest killers of captive alligators. And so we, we don't have any money, um, transactions at near any of the parks. So there's no coin machines for food. And so, um, but you know, every, every year when we clean the ponds, you still find a couple of, you know, coins, but, Crazy. It's not anywhere near what you know what I don't, it could be. So I don't know if you get this. So I was I was a zookeeper in Louisiana, and if there's one thing about people in Louisiana, um, they'll eat fucking anything for real. And so as a reptile they'll keeper, eat or fucking anything. they'll eat or fucking. Anything. <laughs> uh, as a reptile keeper in in Louisiana, I got to find out how much everybody wanted to eat the animals I took care of. How often do you ever get anybody talking about how they want to prepare your alligators for dinner? No, I've only uh, had one. I've only had one person, and oh, he was actually from Louisiana. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> <but> he, <laughs> I know. He, yeah, he called. Well, so, you know, people can call us and ask, like, hey, I don't want my animal anymore. Will you take him? So we usually get a lot of those calls first. But once we tell them we have a fee, people don't want to pay that fee, right? Like, why should I have to pay you to take away my animal? And so, why should I have yeah, to pay you for my like, mistake? <laughs> yeah. And so the one guy was like, uh, I'm from Louisiana. I'm just going to eat my gator. That seems, like, that seems about right. Okay, well, and, and the whole time he was like, he's my buddy. He's my best friend. And I'm thinking, and you're going to eat him? Mm, he would okay. totally eat him. Good, yeah, he probably would. He totally ate him. He definitely yeah. ate him. Yeah. So I don't know whatever happened to that probably, probably didn't yeah. tell the kids, probably. though. <laughs> no, he, he probably fed it to the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I used to get all the time, especially the snapping turtles. I get told all the time with how they would like serve up some snapping turtles. They wanted to eat my alligators. Yeah. My, my alligator gar. I get told all the time how they'd make gar balls. And yeah, I don't. That doesn't that doesn't go like any other animal. Nobody walks up and goes, "Oh man, that lion right there." 
I'd I'd fry that lion up. No one ever does right. that, but you you put reptiles in front of them, you get recipe cards from people. Mm-hmm. They're just like, hey, yeah. this is exactly how you do it. You can make a sauce yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's or they the- tell you what sauce would go good with that. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who it is? I know a yeah. guy that ate his ball python. I'm, I'm trying to see who that was. Someone said they know. Is, it, is that Ryan? I don't know who that is. I know a guy that ate his ball <clears throat> python. That's that's horrible. Uh, it's not Max, is it? I it saw somebody be, today no. uh, in Southeast Texas Snake ID posted a picture underneath their travel trailer in a tra- in a RV park right here in Houston. They're like, what is this? A freaking big pinstripe ball python. What? I said, yeah, it probably got out of somebody else's trailer. Recently, too, because like it, <laughs> yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to freeze the next few days. It was a big, yeah. healthy looking snake. I'm terrified mm. when it finally gets cold again that I'm going to get sick again. Well, in two days. Enjoy it. <sighs> um, felt amazing at car rider duty this afternoon. So I guess the, the biggest thing that surprises me is you keeping them outside part of the year, but being in Michigan, they definitely all have to come inside this time of the year. How do you house, how, I guess, how big is your facility and how do you house 200 alligators indoors for months at a time? Sure. So we are about a three and a half acre facility, um, but we use cargo shipping containers. So we have um, a bunch of those all around the property, 40 foot ones, um, and we build all our own habitats inside of those. So those are big, huge habitats. And so we insulate them, put some huge ponds in there, um, and then just heat them. So we have uh, waterbed heaters that we put underneath the ponds because we have found that they spend a lot more time in the water than they do basking. And so we try to focus a lot more of the heat in the water than we do with the air. Um, And so, and we use electrical air, you know, electrical heating. And so that can be really costly, but yeah, so we have, um, let's see, one, two, four, five, about seven seven of those and then plus our gift shop um turns into basically large masses of aquariums and turtle ponds and small gator habitat so in our gift shop those are some of our smaller animals or um, some of our um a little bit more expensive animals so our nile croc our um moralitz croc oh wow the dwarf caimans so those are all in our gift shop right now because that's also a lot easier to heat um and it's it you know it retains the heat a lot better than those cargo shipping containers. So yeah. So that's four species of crocodilians anymore. Is that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have to, yeah just the American, and then we've got yeah the Nile croc, the moralitz, and the dwarf. Yeah. Man, how big is your Nile right now? He's about six and a half feet. That's oh, still small. <laughs> yeah. And oh. he's about nineteen years old. It's the only crocodile I ever had tried to kill me. It was a female Nile. Really. Our, he's actually pretty nice. She Ours hated is. you. Oh, she jumped off the edge. The pool was drained. It was a four foot drop. And she jumped off the edge of the pool straight at my face and fell four feet onto the concrete. And just, I ran straight up the waterfall. Like I've never moved that fast <laughs> oh, yeah. in my entire life. Uh, I don't know who that is that said that, but Max said for the record, he wants a machine gun and an alligator. And an alligator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Too much. <clears throat> Too much, Max. Too much. Lots of permits there, Max. Come on. Yeah. Uh, man, that's, I just. I can't imagine. I, I guess I can. There, there's so many other reptiles that people buy that they don't have any idea what's going to happen or plan past tomorrow. So it shouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me that alligators fall into that list too. But yeah. you would just hope someone picks up this baby alligator and goes, oh yeah, no, I know how big these get and then puts it back down. But yeah. they, they probably do the same thing they do with everything else. Oh, I'll get this and either A, I'll get rid of it before it gets big, which I fucking yep. hate that person. I always slap every person that ever says that. 
Yes. Or uh, they, they believe the old myth will only get the size of whatever you put it in because those people are stupid. Or they're just like, oh, no, in, in five years, I'll definitely have something bigger for it. <laughs> when, <laughs> right. Which means yeah. instead of the 10-gallon, it'll be in a 55-gallon. That's the same guy that messages me. Hey, I've got eggs in the incubator that are hatching next week, and I need a hatchling rack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> next week, yeah. Next mm-hmm. Three years ago, he's like, "I'll get, I'll get me a hatchling rack," and then he does it. Tries mm-hmm. to get it before the hatching. You know, so I've been in the classroom. This was my tenth year in the classroom, and even though we still travel and do education programs every now and then, we haven't lately. Um, I have some coming up later this week, but. The alligator is probably the one animal from when we worked at the zoo. I could still give that presentation like with my eyes closed in my sleep. Because they're cool. Um, I was, was on Which because is, I did it so and, and as much as I'm bad mouthing people. Much as, much as I'm bad mouthing people that have alligators, I still want a fucking alligator. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, but you'll take care of it. <laughs> That's correctly. true. I'll be able to keep it outside here. Not in my yeah, pool. You can you keep won't. it outside most of the time unless it freezes. You know. In yeah, Texas. no, I'll have a heated pool for it. Big, oh, there nice, you go. Big, nice like outdoor. in Colorado, like in Colorado, those gators that hang out on the hot springs. I've seen, I've seen that one where there's the they have the alligators out there. Yeah, that's, that's so crazy. Funny. So you know, you guys could compromise what? and have a pool and a pond. You don't just have to have one in ground water. See, yeah, but see, no, a pool means I have to keep it up. But if I put an alligator no, in there, I'll do shit. You're right. Like I told Rachel, if she wants a pool, <laughs> she's getting a pool boy too. Hell yeah! Because I, I hope have that pool boy can swim fast. There's gonna be an alligator <laughs> in there. <laughs> Twist her arm. I am not taking care of a pool again. I get to enjoy an adult beverage while the pool boy cleans. Sure. <laughs> you don't drink adult beverages. That's the man that's not married to me. <laughs> I know what his answer is. Go, go for it. Maybe I'll find you a, a cute little pool girl who can. Are there pool girls? I don't know. I'm sure. I'm, I mean, all, I will, I'm all about I'll equality. Make the job if we're off, if we're going to all about equality. <laughs> we will put that out there on Indeed.com. That's right. <laughs> I don't care who cleans it. Let's just go. (laughs) Don't have to clean it if you put an alligator. Nope. Not happening. All right. So let's see. Okay. So everything you have of the large menagerie of animals are all released pets. What kind of snakes do you have? I'm sure there's like 15,000 ball pythons, but. Uh, Actually don't have very many. I have a corn snake. um, And then just this week we got two more. So we got a uh, ball python this week and we got a red tail boa Ooh, nice. i was gonna say red tail i turned down three snakes though this week just three <sighs> so ridiculous i've never we've never been asked about reticulated pythons actually maybe one other time but just this week alone three different people a 13 footer a 15 footer and a 19 footer Wow. And but, I'm like, no, I don't. I don't have any place to house that right now, especially now, in the winter. I am maxed out. Now so. that goes by how I've I've experienced before. If they're saying that to you over the phone, it probably means it's a five footer, a yeah, seven footer, and an eight footer. <laughs> yeah, especially probably if it was a true. <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, say that about the gators too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's you gotta love this show. I got this ten foot gator, and they're holding well, it in it? their hands. About three or four weeks ago, my son and I went on a relocation call here in our neighborhood. And uh, I got there and I was like, well, he was under his lawnmower. And he said, I think it was about a four foot copperhead. Okay. It was a rat snake that was about not even a foot long when we got it out of there. That was like, we got, we didn't find the snake. We went to the guy's house, but it was what, like an eight foot. uh, Some kind of a water water snake. snake Is what he said. An eight foot water snake. And it was like nine something at night. And James is like, we're going just on the off chance. It's still there. I I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be eight foot water snake, but I was like, let's see what it is. Couldn't find anything. So that eight foot water snake 
And we like we tore just... his garage apart that oh, yeah. night. Like he was out there with us. We were moving stuff. Yeah. The only time that we've ever in all of our years together gotten a phone call, there was a sand boa. And the oh, guy yeah. called and was like, it's it's this and this big. And we're like, there ain't no, no way. He didn't tell me the size. He just told me how he said he got it from oh, PetSmart. Oh, how old she was. He That's got it from it PetSmart like two years ago. And knowing, because I worked at PetSmart, well, they only sell babies. They don't sell them anymore, but they only sell babies. So I went there and it was a t- it was a 10-gallon tank with like 10 inches of Aspen. I, it's just <laughs> 10 inches, of, like deep. I was like, what the? F-? So I'm like, he goes, it's in there. Like, okay. So I start feeling around. All of a sudden, my hand hits this thing. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is that? And I reach out, and it's a full grown, like two and a half foot massive female Samboa. Yeah, that was it's, a very pleasant surprise. It's the for biggest us. one I own still. And I'm like, what the hell did they do to this thing? There's no yeah. way they bought it close to this size. <laughs> wow. And I was like, I saw that. I was like, hey, this is the first time I've actually gotten something that was female, too. So I was super excited to keep that. Yeah. She's uh, a cool little snake. But so you, <clears throat> I'm assuming, I'm not assuming, it's, it's you're not doing any breeding of any sort there, right? You are keeping things completely separated from each other. Well, we separate the snakes, but the alligators, because it's too cold, they don't breed. Oh, really? Yeah. So only two times ever have they ever reproduced. So in 2018 was the first time ever. And like I said, we've had had alligators since the early 90s. So in 2018 was the first time. And we had three females lay eggs. Two of those hatched. Um, We chose to incubate some. And then in 2019, one of the same females laid eggs. But all of those went to... um, like colleges and universities, math and science centers. So they all go for educational purposes. So, but yeah, we don't do any breeding. Um, and I mean, our tortoises will lay eggs too, but I mean, we don't, we don't need more mouths to feed. So, and we are not in the business to sell any. That's not what we yeah. want to do. That's not a part of our mission. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's some people out there that are uh, quote unquote rescues. You see it all over Facebook. I'm a rescue. No nah, bullshit. You're hoping to get free animals. To sell or breed free like that's you're not a rescue so it's, yeah. it's awesome to see the one that is and i'm assuming when you say tortoises and considering they're surrendered i'm assuming they're sulcatas yeah i've got yeah about 20 sulcatas greek red-footed and russians mm-hmm. Jeez, 20 i own five sulcata. i've never bought a sulcata and i think i own five of them because mm-hmm, so. we have a little one yeah the little yeah. one makes five um yeah. so I, I do want to get into this uh, segues into the question we asked. I want to get into that because there were some really interesting ones. It was, the question we asked today was, what reptile do you think should be sold less in the hobby and why? And, and uh, <clears throat> I pretty much agreed with almost all of them. They're all thoughts that I had. So we'll go through several of them. And I'm sure as we go through them, you'll go, oh, yeah, we have one of those. Because I'm sure these animals on this list have ended up at your facility at some point. Uh, let's see. This one got on there quite a bit, and I agree with this one. Uh, savannah monitors they said they're pretty much exclusively wild caught mm-hmm. and sold as cute babies for 25 bucks then end up being four feet long before you know it and they're also usually uh kept incorrectly and became really become really unhealthy people feed them rodents and ground meat and chicken when they really should be eating insects y'all have any savannah monitors we don't oh you have any monitors of any sort or have you turned nope. them all away no we don't have any yeah that, that's that's a whole different mixed bag yeah. of nuts there doing yeah. a monitor yeah, right now I've been I turn down a lot of animals that I don't have a lot of experience with because I just have so many other animals. I really don't have the time to learn new stuff. Yeah. So well, you, I mean, don't, you don't have any free time. It's been a long time. <clears throat> <laughs> well, it's only two hundred crocodilians. I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So 
Yeah. So no, like, like I was mentioning, we only have just a couple snakes. That's because I've been turning down snakes up until just this year. So the last like five years, I've turned down a bunch of snakes. So it's just, they're so much more time consuming, surprisingly, than the alligators. And so it's, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. And in the winter, I don't have the space. So how often do y'all have, or have y'all had anything just like left on the doorstep? Zero times. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I expected I that to be a, yeah. Yeah. To be I a mean, people number. will show up with their animal. Um, <clears throat> doesn't happen as often because we usually are pretty good. Like when people contact us, we're like, don't just show up at our door. <laughs> you have to pay us a fee, tell them what the fee is. Um, so no, I mean, we've had maybe two other times before, which is, I think is pretty good that, you know, people show up. Is the fee determined by the type of animal that they're bringing you? Mm-hmm. And the size. Yeah. 12 yep, foot alligator yeah. it's uh, 10 bucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah for, so for our alligators i'll sh- my our fee is five dollars an inch so but you also have to bring it to me so i don't care if you've got a 10 foot gator or a 10 inch gator you're loading it and you're bringing it to me i don't go get any animals that's awesome yeah it's, that's crazy or uh i, so I wish i knew the facebook user was. I, I think it's it could be Ryan. it's not showing up on the I don't know. He said he had a guy bring a hatchling western rat snake to him in a glass vase once that he claimed when he had Googled it, it was a Burmese python. So I'm just wondering how many people have brought you like native stuff thinking that they found some sort of wild whatever and that you need to take it because it needs to go somewhere. Yeah. And we don't take anything that's native. So we're a, we're exotics only. And so, yeah, we have to turn down anything that's a native. So, and people call us all the time. Oh, I just saw a snapping turtle get hit on the side of the road. Sorry. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm not a rehab facility. Yeah. Maybe call the DNR or take it to a vet. Like I don't, yeah, sorry, I can't help you out there. We had, <laughs> we had that a lot at the zoo. No, the worst of the zoo was when people would bring us baby alligators. I found this baby alligator. I don't know where his mama was. I'm like, probably 10 feet behind you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was, like, like, was he distress calling? Did you hear him chirping? A <laughs> couple of days ago, somebody posted in one of our neighbor, our local groups that uh, they they rescued a red-eared slider from the pond near their house. Oh, they don't know what to do with it. And I'm like, put it nope. back in the fucking pond. Put it back where it belongs. <laughs> was, that the, was that the one? Yeah, it was a big adult male. Oh, was that the, there was one where someone was trying to sell sell one. No, like, the other one The other one was they caught it a year ago, and they've been keeping it, but now they have to move. And, and they want to sell it. it. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah, so take it and let it go. They're, so na- they're Surrounded by idiots. Yeah. Are ready your sliders on your list of people that are things that should stop being sold? Oh, it's 100%. It was the next one. Uh, yeah. Adam Wickens from Wicked's Re- Wicked Reptiles. If anybody watches them on Facebook, I mean, on YouTube, he says aquatic turtles. It said, yep. uh, stop selling ready your sliders with 40 gallon tanks. These animals cost nothing to buy and tons to maintain. That's why I don't own turtles. I, there's plenty of turtle species I like, but the maintenance on a turtle to keep it right mm-hmm. so that its mm-hmm. shell doesn't get messed up and it grows correctly and the water stays, it's just more than I'm willing to put into it. Yeah. And then ready your sliders. I mean, but that's been going on for 40, 50, 60 years, the the whole yeah. ready slider. And that's why they're all over the United States when they're not native to a lot of the United States. Yeah. Um, they're like, one of, like Michigan, yeah. for sure. There's such, there's such a problem in our local lakes and ponds because people that's have so them as pets crazy. and they dump them out and it ruins the whole, mm-hmm. you know, ecosystem because they're just beating out all the other little Michigan turtles. And they so, breed like crazy. We're dealing with that yeah. here with Placostomus. Oh, yeah. They're just mm-hmm. taking over every creek. Because nothing can eat a full-grown Placo. Yeah. 
I mean, it's an, it's an armor, armor catfish, catfish and yeah. the thing's not going anywhere. It's yep. <laughs> they just, uh, they did a dewatering thing in a section of the San Marcos River out in the whole country. And they, it's like 700 of oh, them. Yeah, a giant pile of plecos. In like one little pool. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Well, and like radio sliders to a lot of people in the country are very much like fire ants to us in the South. And a lot of folks don't realize fire ants aren't from here, but we're so used to them mm-hmm. growing up with fire ants that they feel like they, they're part of the South. Where in a lot of parts of the country, people feel like radio sliders are probably very native because they've seen them every time they've gone fishing. Yeah. And they're not from there. Um, <laughs> Super goalies coming. I had a gentleman call today to ask if I wanted to buy copperheads from him because he has a ton on his property. Oh, my stars. Yes, that's what you should do. Call a pet store and ask if they want to buy <laughs> copperheads because you have wild copperheads on your I mean, property. I'm more than happy to come out and catch them. Catch them. <laughs> but I'm not paying I'm not, for them. I'm not paying yeah. shit for them. <clears throat> oh, God. Well, the, the turtle thing, I remember I, I got one when I was a kid. And I, mm-hmm. I remember uh, my dad brought it, had a leech. It was missing a leg and it had a leech on the nub where the leg was supposed to be. I remember Jesus. that. So it was definitely like just caught out of some pot. Anyway. I feel like I've heard you talk about this one before. I don't even remember what happened. This, I was very young. I don't remember what happened to the turtle. Uh, I'm sure it didn't die because those things never fucking die. I, I don't know what it would take to kill one because um, they can live in almost raw sewage. But I had to probably get let go in a, a pond because I'm sure as a kid we were. Did it go in your Moose pond? No, I don't think so. I don't think we may have, but there's the old. I still love that when you go into places that have the signs that say "for educational uses only" <laughs> to cover your ass. I love that mm-hmm. one. But uh, I imagine y'all get lots of turtles. Well, you may turn away, but you get lots of people wanting to turn in turtles to you. See, I don't, lots of turtles. I don't remember being a kid with like reptiles and stuff like that. Like because you weren't. No, but like even like we would go to the creek. <clears throat> the creek. And or we'd go fishing. We just ate whatever we caught. Like Did you kill the turtles and eat them. No, I I don't think I've I don't think I've ever eaten turtle. I have to my knowledge. My grandmother like turtle back soup I, was one of her favorite foods ever. My grandmother. Back when I worked at the zoo, I could have given you a recipe for how to cook it. Um, she could have asked any of my customers. I mean, right. yeah, but like I'm trying to think, and like we would. I don't know. I guess because of where we grew up in Alabama, like we would go crabbing on the weekends and then whatever we caught, we would have a bowl that night or like. Yeah, that's food. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we so never just like. The point of your story. Because you were talking about like just randomly finding stuff or. Well, I didn't randomly find things turtles. Go we and, turtle, and then we let it go. Like we never, we never did that. I had a box turtle as a pet for a long time. Barbara has a really old box turtle. You have a really old box turtle. Um, I had a red eared slider at one point. We lived in an apartment. And my stepdad caught it at work and brought it home. It's the best and place to have it. It lived in an aquarium and it stunk to high heaven. Oh, yeah. And about two months later, I took it out when it rained really hard and there was a bunch of water in the ditch. It was like, be free. Bloop. Yeah. His name <laughs> You're was the Doobie. problem, Robert. His name was Doobie. Doobie. We had a fish that lived Doobie. in our ditch. Do you remember that? At the Pineville house? Oh, yeah. It was like a shad that lived in our ditch. It, it, just, it, it had rained real hard and that ditch filled with water really hot. And he flowed from somewhere. Yeah. I have no idea. There wasn't like a body of water near us, but. Mm. I was walking down to the mail one day, and all of a sudden, I'm like, what the hell? Something's moving in there. So, Darren had a good question. Oh, that is a good one. So, Darren Watson says, what do you do with animals that pass away? How do you get rid of large alligators or tortoises? Um, we actually work with a lot of colleges and universities, and they <clears> take <throat> them for necropsy. Cool. Do you ever get a shell? I'd want the shell yeah. back. If it was a tortoise, I'd want the shell back. Yeah, we do have quite a few of the shells, yeah, that we use in our snake habitats or bearded dragon habitats, whatever they can climb on. Um, trying to think what else. Mm, there's a couple of museums that are in the area that also will take them and then they'll, you know, use them 
in their display cases or mm. teaching whatever. Yeah, I, I never, I never had a big animal die while I was at, well. I think what was the worst? Not oh, any. No, we oh, had mammals and stuff. Oh no, those alligator gar. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, that was absolutely. Oh, they were horrible, horrific. Because it died way in the back of where they are, and it died underwater, and then it took a couple mm. days for it to float up, and it was like a four and a half, five foot alligator gar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had to bury several horses over the years, uh, bury or burn. It just depends right. on where they die. Because when a two thousand pound animal dies, literally, I mean, we had one we had to have put down at the vet. And uh, I had to get a wrecker to the vet to bring yeah. him out to our pasture. I mean, what else are you going to do? You're not going to pick him up and load him in a trailer. Just throw it over your shoulder. Yeah. And the vet wouldn't come to you? So he um, he was actually a just under two-year-old, very high-bred stud um, quarter horse that belonged to my aunt. And he, I don't remember exactly what happened, but her and her friend were giving him a shot. And her friend my aunt didn't know had dropped the needle on the ground and picked it up and gave him the shot. Well, apparently there was anthrax in the ground Aww. and it got on it. And a couple of days later he started acting funny. Well, this is my aunt's baby. She's, you know, no kids or anything. Her horses are her babies. So she took him to the Aww. vet and the vet said, well, let me keep him overnight. And overnight he went downhill and the next morning they had to put him down. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, she couldn't, she's like, she had to leave. She couldn't. It would be like one of her Less, kids dying. So yeah. I was actually, I just started with the police department and she called me, you know, bawling and crying. So I went over there and ended up calling one of our records to come over there. And um, I remember seeing, she had just had his, his uh, feet done and his four perfect feet were sticking out of the, underneath the tarp. Aww. And I was like, couldn't cover it up. And Aww. yeah. And then because he had anthrax, we had to bury him eight feet deep. I was going to say, you've wow. got to go even deeper with that. Yeah. I had to bury him eight feet. So I had to get a dozer over there and dig a big ass hole. And yeah, it was wow. a, that was a rough day. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. The, uh, see at the zoo, we, the only thing that was big that died was after I left our big American crocodile passed after I left. Uh, so I don't know how that went, but that, I mean, he, he was, he was big. Um, let's see our next one. Oh, our next thing that people would like to see quit being sold. Sulcatas. I mixed on this. Yes. I'll, I'll, a lot of people said I'll that. comment on this one in a second, but I'll read it. It says, uh, he bumps into people constantly that think they will be able to just find a home for it. When it see, find a home yeah. for it when it gets too big for them and don't realize that every zoo and rescue I came, come across is overrun with them. They turn yes. up wandering around the town. Uh, that's how I have one of mine was wandering around town. Mm-hmm. After they escape at least two or three times a year, they're far more bread produced than uh, responsible homes for them. Yeah. That's absolutely. It yeah. is. That's why. Uh, I mean, we don't, none of the ones that we have were purchased. No. And I don't get it. So that's, I think that's, that's one problem. I would love to breed tortoises. I think it'd be really cool, but I'm not going to do sulcatas. Like uh-huh. I have that red foot. And I may grow my red foot up and breed a red foot because that's that's, that's a, it's a cool a red reasonable foot. size. You're someone cute. Can own. Someone who loves you bought you that red foot. Yeah, yeah but don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we had to stop taking in tortoises as well just because we're already we have a um, actually they're in a twenty foot container and then um, the smaller ones are in our gift shop. But yeah, we have to redo one of our 40-foot containers for our tortoises next year because we just have so many. We have 30 tortoises this year. Wow. 20 of them are sulcatas. And I'm betting you have and such it's... a wider range of shell shapes on those sulcatas. Yes. Yep. There's the ones, mm-hmm. the bad ones we see that look like uh, Lego pieces. Mm-hmm. They just, just stick up right in the middle. Uh, we have yeah. one. Um, his name is Notch. 
because he's it looks like someone had tied him up when he was younger. So there's actually like a notch in on one side of his shell. Mm-hmm. It's actually I feel like it's mellowed out over the years since we've had him. It hasn't gotten better, but it hasn't gotten worse. Yes, yeah. if that I guess that makes sense. But I, I also don't think that at that point when that much damage has been done, it won't get one. It won't ever well, get better. Well, that's a problem. So you'll see it in sulcata groups a lot of times. Uh, people yeah. will go. Uh, some people think that their they, the tortoise will get better. I'm like, no, it won't get better. It just you can do things to make it not get worse. It will always have yeah. that. a fucked up shell. Once it has a fucked up shell, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It can just as it gets bigger, the fuck up can look a little less noticeable because it's bigger, and that's not so. Yeah. Unfortunately. But with with and, and you know this with a lot of the animals you have. I think mean, the problem with reptiles is they're so resilient. So, yeah. so many can live through such horrible care, especially sulcatas, but especially alligators, especially mm-hmm. turtles. These things spent millions of years of evolution to be able to withstand anything, and they can, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. And then you have yeah, chameleons one of our- that die when you look at them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One I'm of our uh, sulcatas. I think we've had her three or four years now, her owners fed her dog food. So her shape of her shell is just like, it's so weird. It looks like someone like tied her up in the middle. So her shell, like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to see my hand. So it's like, you know, normal kind of around the back and then it pinches in and then it opens up and then it flares upward. Like Jeez. it's so weird because she can't hide in her shell because it all flares this like super high like she's completely exposed. It's the weirdest thing. But that's one thing that we do at our facility is we give these tours, you know, and people are like, what's wrong with her shell? And we're like, that's what you do. You know, that's what happens when you're not paying attention to what your animal needs. Yeah. So, you know, and so that's one thing that we talk about with, with, you know, whatever you're going to purchase, if you're going to be a pet owner, whether it's a rabbit or an iguana or a dog or a cat, like know what you're getting into before you buy it. Absolutely. Know how long it lives and are you committed to the lifetime of that animal? And so many people are like, that's a good point. I'm like, (laughs) that's a good point, but I'm going to ignore that and just go ahead and do what I want anyway. Yeah. So it's. So if you can keep all your. You don't own space. If you can keep all your (laughs) book learning to yourself, I'm going to go ahead and give me whatever I want. Oh, I got told that today. Did you really? Your book learning? I got told today that I need to spend more time in the woods and less time in the books. <laughs> okay, then. For some reason, these hillbillies think that that being educated and being someone who spends time outdoors are mutually exclusive. Yep. You you can't, to them, you can't do both. because You they're, throw in the wrong kind of chromosome and then you're just yeah, going to blow their damn minds. <laughs> in their small little narrow worldview, nobody's educated. No. They're no, all their whole, right. whole family's fucking retarded. Right. You right. should be stupid so, too. So they think that, you know, if you went to school, they automatically distrust you. Mm-hmm. We see it in the Black Panther group all the time. But today in the Tennessee group, that oh. guy was on a whole other level. The, the fucking the, I Indian rock pythons breeding with rosy boas in Florida. Creating an ecological disaster. Yeah, but you're saying it in <laughs> oh a complete sense. I tried to read the shit on that post. And one, so many misspellings. I couldn't understand what the sentences were saying. Like, I knew they were <laughs> words, but they weren't words that went together. I grew up with those people, though, so I can read it. I, I had that issue today you know, with a message from a parent. I had to print the email and take it to a coworker. I was like, there's no punctuation. I can't read this. Well, it's like, um, what is it on uh, Airplane? Where she's like, excuse me, I speak jive. <laughs> speak jive. <laughs> Just hang juice, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I could do that with the hillbillies because, oh. you know, I, I I am one at heart, honestly, I guess. Oh. That's how I feel about the Cajuns and the Coonasses back in Louisiana. I can understand that. 
I lived there long enough. If you talk to me, I can I can understand you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll get back to my list here. Scott Borden. Scott Borden said ball pythons, common boas, savannah monitors, and iguanas. So yes ish on some of them. Iguanas for sure. Green iguanas should be done for. Just let's stop. There's so many other iguana species we could do. What? On that post. On the Tennessee snake. Alright, we'll get back to that one. Oh Lord. Yeah. So there's so many green there's so many other iguana species you could do that are so much better than a green iguana. And if you mm-hmm. love the way a little green iguana looks, buy a fucking water dragon just a little bit and move on. I was about to say there are there are other lizards out there that will give you the fix you need for an is, iguana. The problem is everyone sees a picture of a giant male green iguana. And they go, "That's fucking awesome," but they don't see the person with the scratches and the messed up arms and their fingers all broken from the tail and bites and, <laughs> and the tail whips. They don't yeah. see that in a picture because <laughs> you can't feel a tail whip in a picture. I mean, yeah. I can. I felt it, so I can. It takes me right back to it every time, but. So one of our one of our vendors that vends with herps, she does body painting and face painting and jewelry and all this. She actually has iguanas and the setup that she has. Like I I follow her on Facebook just to keep up with these iguanas. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they are rescues, but they have an indoor enclosure. They have an outdoor enclosure and she holds nothing back when it comes to like their violent mood swings or like, oh, I'm going to change your water. I guess it's so-and-so's turn to go shit in the water bowl because I just changed it. <laughs> like she's hilarious with some of the stuff that she posts, but they're horrible pets, they, she, but she will straight up tell you, and you some, need to know what you're doing to get into this. The problem is someone's going to listen to this going, I've got a green iguana. It's great. That's wonderful. You either have a poorly taken care of green iguana, which is too cold to act the way it's supposed to, or you have the one out of five that is decent and it's probably a female. Because <laughs> uh, the rest of them suck. You is- say that though, and we were taught, we talked to somebody one time There's who had a giant, no, they had a female. And his wife wasn't allowed in the room yeah. that once a month. Yeah, those weird stories. Like the the female iguana got very territorial over the husband, but it was only during a specific time of the month yeah. for the wife. Well, you sound as crazy as that person. It made me like <laughs> it made <laughs> me laugh. Uh, yeah. Savannah monitors again on here. That's on here several times. I definitely agree. Those are tweaking hor- horribly. Uh, as a person who loves common boas, I think common boas are pretty good pets. I don't mean. I think that they definitely are an animal that people get and don't understand how big they get, even though I don't think they get that big. What are common boas? What we have. Okay. That's what I thought they were, but I was like, mm, are you talking well, about red tails? Yes, red tails. <laughs> and then people get upset and go, it's not a red tail. Fuck off. It's still a red tail. Oh, what that's saying. what I know it as. That's what I've called it for 30 years. I'm going to keep calling it. It's got a red fucking tail. I don't know what you want me to call it, but not a true red tail like what we have. And then ball pythons. Yes and no. I mean, look, I, I shit on ball pythons every episode, and, and I will continue to because I can't stand them. Um, <laughs> and they definitely are bred in ridiculous numbers, and there's definitely a lot of them that aren't taken care of. So I'm torn. Yes and no. I do think they probably should be bred less, but at the same time, they still make a decent pet for people who need a first pet snake, as much as I fucking hate ball pythons. So I agree with Scott for most of that. I do. Uh, and his, his why was because a large amount of them end up in shitty homes. And that is true. But the problem is that's true about any animal. Any animal. I mean, having so many. I, it was weird. Driving to school today, we almost hit a pack of dogs. But it was like a pack of like like Newfoundlands. Like three or four Newfoundlands ran across the highway. Yeah. Fucking weird. I was like, I, I had to do a double take. Because normally you see a pack of dogs. It's just like like four or five mutts. No, it was like three or four bright white Newfoundlands running across. Did they the have like collars? Can't tell. It was dark. It was, it oh, was, yeah, you leave early. But I mean, you can see these big white dogs. I just couldn't tell if they had a collar. 
Our so bee boxes are gone. The bee boxes aren't down the road? The bee boxes are not down the road anymore. Oh, well, no one knows what you're talking about because no. that's, that's not their story. Anyways. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Andy Grossman said, all of them, they're animals, not CD players, and need to stop being treated as disposed, disposable inventory. I agree that people need to take better care of the reptiles, but I wouldn't say all things need to be sold less. I mean, the reptile hobby is growing exponentially, so they are going to have to be produced for people that come into the hobby. They just need to educate people better so that they don't get these animals and not take care of them properly. Like when people come to your, your sanctuary, you guys are educating them on the animals and, you know, cause people are going to go buy a ball python, buy tortoises. It's a good thing that you're not like, don't buy them, but mm-hmm. here's don't do this. You know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Joe Smith's a giant constrictors. They require more care and space than most people can realistically give them. I do agree. I see so many retics bred and it scares the shit out of me. Like, I don't, I don't know where they all go. You see these videos online. I mean, they're laying clutches like 50, 60 eggs. And I'm just like, where are all these giant snakes ending up? Apparently trying to end up at your sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ryan Holland said iguanas and Chinese water dragons. You know, I don't, the problem is I don't see Chinese water dragons that much anymore. Um, I definitely agree on iguanas, but I think Chinese water dragons are a pretty good replacement for somebody who wants a green lizard. So. Uh, I don't ever see him. I don't. I don't remember the last time I saw one, Mm-mm. really. And I'm sure, like our buddy John Grant, probably has them every now and then in his shop, but I don't see them that often. <sighs> uh, James Ware said standard green iguanas. He's rescued so many. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely. I agree. Um, he says they're being imported. Are they still being imported? Are they still importing green iguanas. I guess they. I guess they are. Or you just go to Florida and catch them. Yeah, apparently they're they've put out falling iguana warnings for later this week. Oh, because it's getting cold. Get cold, and they're gonna be falling out of trees. And then they wake back up. <clears throat> yep. Do they really? Yeah. Holy they're, crap! There was a story somewhere. Someone like went out when the when the first time they saw that like the iguanas fell out of the trees and they got too cold. Someone like went and collected them or something, thinking they were dead. And then they woke up. Oh my goodness! <laughs> when they got warmer. <gasps> were they like all in this person's car? I need this article. I have Can't to Google remember. that. It's worth a Google. Uh, Isaac Kyle said ball pythons because they're ball pythons. I agree. Uh, let's see. Dominic said all the common pets seen in the pet stores from rare sliders to ball pythons to iguanas. Yeah, no. I, I I get it. I get it. Again, with reading these, I get the the things that are common, people not wanting them. But again, some of them have their place. Now, green iguanas definitely don't have their place. They can, they can go somewhere else. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to look for some of the others. Ryan Cox said retics, tegus, large monitors. I saw some other people in here that said savannah monitors. Um, yeah, so all all things that I think we all agree that are just don't make great pets for the mass majority. Now, with that said, talking about alligators and sulcatas and large constrictors, they do make great pets for certain people, but they don't make great pets for the general public. So that was very interesting. It's funny to say that list, and that list is all pretty much the same stuff over and over again. But so back to keeping 200 crocodilians alive. What is the biggest one you'll have? Um, our biggest one is Godzilla. He's about 12 feet, 11 and a half, 12 feet. Um, we rescued him from uh, a pet store that was going out of business. Um, he's our longest resident. We've had him for about 20, 20 something years. 
Wow. So, yeah, we got him. He was about five feet at the time. And at that time, he was our biggest alligator by like <laughs> two feet. And we were like, he's so huge. What are we going to do? And he's, <laughs> you know, so big. And, you know, now he's, like I said, 11 and a half, 12 feet. And so, but he's such a good gator. He's our show gator. So um, he's with a female Medusa. And so um, they're together. And so that's where we do our shows is Godzilla in their habitat. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I I love big male alligators. I just ah, uh, we I miss. That was one of my favorites. We had one at the zoo, and um, but he was raised from a baby by our director, and uh, he was awesome. He, Moise is probably twelve feet long, Katie, give or take. I mean, he's massive. He's huge, and he's got a female. Probably more on the give side now, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. He, uh, I'd go in there and clean the pool and everything. And they're so easy just to get to move. Like between, so I had American alligators, American crocodiles, Nile crocodiles, the slender snout crocodile was a little bitch. So that wasn't a problem. Uh, the, the Chinese alligator could, couldn't care less. That was super easy. But uh, between the big guys, the alligator, the big alligators were the easiest. You just like, just like push them. And they're like, oh yeah, it's time for me to go and get out of the way. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the big American croc, once I got him out of the way, he would just sit there and stare at me while I cleaned, but uh, he he put on quite a show as you tried to move him, and then Isles would sit like they're doing nothing and then attack you because that, that fucking happened. But uh, I was I was hated when I'd be in there cleaning. I don't know if y'all because y'all so many, but I'd be in there cleaning and people would walk by and go, "Oh, they're not in there right now. He's in there cleaning." I'm like, "No, it's fucking in here. I'm in here with it. Yeah. It's right there." I'm like, "I'm not those sissy ass big cat people who lock that shit up and then go clean the pen. I'm in here with it." Yep. Want people mm-hmm. to know that I could die, but I miss crocodilians. Your mom. I will never forget the first time that your mom she came to away. visit you, and you were. It was a, a feeding day. The first time she ever came to like see him at work. We had a pit of like four footers, four or five mm-hmm. footers. Oh yeah. And I'd hop down in there, and they'd line up in the water. You toss them the food, and-, and he would talk to the to the visitors. And I mean, it wasn't an, an advertised time. Like go by here and see them fed at this time, and. Yeah, my mom, mom, my mom walked away. She was like, I can't. I cannot watch this. I'm like, these are the little ones. What are you talking about? <laughs> See, that's the, that was uh, that was the closest I ever got to getting serious. Well, other than when the big Nile hit, came after me. Uh, that was the one time I got lackadaisical. The only time I ever did. And it never fucking happened again. Because we had a small, like, four and a half foot American croc that was sitting in the back of the pen. Oh. And it wouldn't come to the water to eat. And I was like, fuck it. And so I'm feeding. And all of a sudden, someone grabs my pants leg and yanks. <laughs> And it missed my leg. It got just the pants. Oh, I was like, oh, nice. shit. All right. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Never heard it come up behind me. Nothing. And and there were people watching me. No one fucking said a thing. <laughs> I probably would do I mean, that. They were going to let you get did eaten. Did they have all their phones out? Did, uh, did they have their phones out? They were like ready to record? No, it was before everybody oh, had really good phones. Yeah. We were good. I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been on the internet yet. <laughs> no. But yeah, that was, that was the last time and the only time I ever let my guard down around crocodilians. It's like, all right. Not doing that again. Yeah. But so do you own, I mean, I, I, I imagine, because I know when I was a zookeeper, that was that was probably the worst kept my private collection was, was the years I was a zookeeper. Because it was very hard to go to work, do that all day, and then come home and do it at home. So I'm assuming you don't have much of a home collection of reptiles, right? I have zero. Aunt. Yeah, I have one dog and one cat. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my husband's not much of a reptile guy. So, yeah. But, I mean, like, it's my family business. So, I'm at work more than I'm at home. So, I feel to that me, it just makes more soul. sense. 
yeah. to have all those at, yeah. at work. So. So do you ever, do you ever see a reptile like, man, I really want one of those, but I just can't do that. Is there like, an, if, if you didn't have this sanctuary, is there something out there you'd be like, I'd own that. What the world? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hot and I was trying to cool them off, and I <laughs> strapped my headphones and punched my mic. Oh, no, that's why I can't have nice skills. Things. No, I can't really think of anything. Nah. I guess when you have 200 crocodilians to take care of, you're not really thinking about anything else. All right, but I do have to go there. What's your yes. favorite? Because you know you have a favorite. My favorite. Oh, man. So. Grace. So she's one of our favorites. She is missing her front left hand. So she came from a zoo out of Maryland. So she's one of my favorites. Um, let's see. Charlie, he's like a just a big puppy dog. He was raised with dogs. Um, so he could free roam the house that he was in with oh his dog God. friends. Wow. And the owner had him as a little tiny gator. So he grew up with those dogs. And so eventually the owner just had to get rid of him. But um, he's so gentle. Him, we just go up. We can pet him. We can touch him. We can do pretty much whatever we want with him. He's pretty lazy. Not, I would say lazy. He's just pretty easy with He's people. pretty chill. Yeah. You know the worst. Um, I think the worst thing up there for y'all is uh, is Bubba the alligator. The the Bubba was the one that I he was at. You do know Bubba. He was at Tinley, and he became famous because it's the guy that keeps him in his basement. But he has a huge, nice setup in his basement. Oh, he was all over Oprah, yeah, I think yeah. at one point he's been on TV. People could like ride him. Yeah. I think. Yes. And I so think everybody I has seen Bubba and goes, "I can do that," and they can't. They just fucking can't. Mm-mm. As cool as that alligator is, and I've seen videos before where like. In the basement, he has this, the whole basement is a, is an alligator home. People aren't doing that. And the, if they have a basement up there, there's a tub in the corner, and they're going, "All right, we're going to leave in this this feeding trough, and it'll be fine." What? Yeah. Did Chris? <laughs> yes. Tell Chris to fuck off. No, this is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, but actually, you mentioned the feeding trough. We have our oldest alligator is Tyrion. We've only had him, I think, six years, but he was in a horse trough for 25 years in the basement. So yeah. when we got him, he was only about three feet long Jeez. at 25 years old. I just imagine so you have a whole bunch of stunted alligators. Oh, yeah. they Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's our oldest. He's about, like I said, 36-ish, early 30s, early mid-30s. Um, and yeah, he's only maybe five feet now, five and a half feet. So That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You think that's something that's that bit that that old? It should be over ten foot, you know, 12, yeah. pushing twelve foot, and it's at yeah. five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have we try to keep him fairly close to Godzilla, and we're like, here's our oldest alligator, <laughs> you know, at five and a half feet long, and then this is our biggest alligator, Godzilla, who's like four years younger at you know <laughs> eleven, uh, you know eleven and a half, twelve feet. So we're like, again, know what you're doing when you have animals because you're just stunted this poor guy's growth. So So you said they don't really breed up there, but do you ever get the bellowing from the males? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they don't do that just at breeding. They pretty much do that every morning. Um, <laughs> All the time. And then, yeah, they do it like pretty much every morning. Um, when So we're surrounded by farmland. And so the farmer, when he's like tilling, then the gators will bellow. 
Oh, yeah. um, we're on a pretty oh, like he- like a high traffic road, so like heavy semis that come through, the semi trucks that come through, or like a group of Harleys. So it's that um, vibration, that yeah. low sound yeah. that causes yeah. that. Yeah, they will and they'll, like, they'll answer. Yeah, and we're like way out in the country, and so there's some people I don't know down the road, however far that like just shoot off explosives from time to time. I mean, that and, happens. It happens so here in Texas. The girls will all bellow mm. and we love it because, you know, our patrons are like, Oh, that's so cool. And, but everybody in town, you know, I'm on like the town Facebook page and they're like, they're just shooting their stuff off again. And my frames keep falling off the wall <laughs> and they're just complaining. And I'm like, it's great. You know, <laughs> like keep doing it. Her gators love it. That's that's so Come on, funny. <laughs> So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, <clears throat> I was going to say something. Oh, um, no, James was going to say something. What? what you Who feel- would have thought? Feel free. Feel free, guys. Feel well, free. Look, this is. I had. Fuck, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh. It was a good question, too. I was I'm like, sure I was. <laughs> So in all that free time that you have, because I'm sure yeah. that you have so much of it, yeah, right. are there are there any podcasts that you listen to or like things that you follow online? So this year I am all about the Joe Gardner podcast. So because I'm trying to put a whole bunch of native gardens on our property. And so I have a black thumb. Hey, Katie does too. <laughs> But my dad has this amazing green thumb, so he can grow pretty much everything. That's how my sister so is. He is so good at growing everything. And but me, like he's hoping to transition into retirement in the next year or two. And so since my mom passed away, she wanted her ashes spread in a butterfly garden. And so that's kind of my thing I've been doing this year. And kind of the last year is really learning how to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to help our local pollinators. And so we're putting in a whole bunch of native gardens in our, uh, that's cool. That's really cool. So, yeah. Joe Gardner. I may have to add this to Yeah, the Joe Gardner podcast. uh, My pothos. I've had it for like two weeks. It's doing great. You've not had it for two weeks. (laughs) I just bought a bunch of plants yesterday for my home. Because I've had Penelope for two weeks. Oh, got it when you got it. So I got it when I got Penelope. I can tell you, when you're planting stuff, do not plant bamboo. As someone who worked at a place where my director loved bamboo and we had like 20-something species of it, fucking hate bamboo. <laughs> yeah, we have ban- yeah, my dad planted some bamboo, which is it's kind of nice because it does create some walls for us. But then it'll yeah. plant like but, yeah, 30 yards spread. over there and start growing over yeah. there somewhere. And yeah. Those orange have, things been going nuts. She is. And if you have sidewalks, it'll grow through the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had black bamboo, and that was the, like <clears> our <throat> director was like, don't cut the black bamboo. I'm like, it's... Growing over the damn sidewalk. We're going to have to cut some of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking hate bamboo with passion. Cut so much of that stuff. I just, every time I go to a zoo, people love, like, zoos always have it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I guarantee It you. makes you forget that you're in the middle of a city. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's like, crazy? Yeah. Is, I don't know if it's like this in Louisiana, but you'll be in, like, the deep piney woods in East Texas and just come across a patch of bamboo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we used to, used to use it to make cane poles because you can't yeah. break mm-hmm. it. The fish aren't going to break it. My mom wants to like jump out on the side of the road and cut some down and take it home and build a teepee. I'm like, that is someone's property. You will get arrested. Oh, my father-in-law, anytime we're going through Woodville, there's this big stand of bamboo right on the side of the freeway or the highway coming out. And every time he's like, we just stop and cut some of that and make cane poles out of it. And I'm like, fucking pull over. 
<laughs> and it never does. So, note to self, my mother is never allowed to ride in the truck with you or she'll go home with bamboo. <laughs> See, my father-in-law is also a scrounger. My mother-in-law has had to, like, tell him no more. Because he'll come home with, like... We were fishing one time, and I saw this life jacket floating, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that had a dead body in it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's pretty good. We can pressure wash it. and <laughs> You can, you can get mean, the dead body smell. He took it home. It smelled terrible. Like oh. I think it probably had a dead person in it at oh, one point. And, um, he did find me a, a brand new pair of cowboy boots that were my size on the side of the highway one time in a box. Fell like, out of a truck. Like Larry Mahan's, like not cheap. Nice. I let it fell out of somebody. Somebody set it on top or something uh-huh. and drove off. And yeah. Oh anyway. my gosh. I've never stepped on the side of the road to pick up trash. Oh. Are you serious? If he sees a yeah. chain, How are we married? If he sees a chain and it has a hook on one end, he will make a U-turn on the freeway, drive 15 minutes to come back and pull over and get that chain. <laughs> I ask, mean, my mom. Me how I freaking know. My mom and I may or may not have gotten Mm-mm. a whole bunch of wood off the side of the road one time. Like filled. My Kia. Yeah, I know. To the top. Mm-hmm. I do that too. Yeah. All of our, because wood is so expensive, especially now with with the pandemic. Yes, but you but have plans to have use it. We have what we call. We used some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty much all of our habitats is like repurposed wood. So That's yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Katie just brings it home to fucking have it. You never know when you might need it, man. I know. I do that too. I make a lot of crafts and sell them in our gift shop. So yeah, so I'm like, I can use that for something. Do you ever do any painting with your animals where they are the ones that are creating the paintings? Yeah, we've done a couple with the gator and the bearded dragon. We tried with the snake and that didn't turn out well, but we like to do a lot of those, um, you know, like the little baby handprints mm-hmm. like yeah. for first kiddo mm-hmm. um but yeah we'll do those with our alligators and sell like little ornaments or that's I'll awesome give them away as gifts for you know if someone like adopts one of adopts one if it's like you know an important person so gotcha then, mm-hmm. that's cool so how how much do you i guess how often do people adopt or how many uh, how does that work the adopting an animal there obviously not adopting and taking it home it's for anybody listening it's just not mm-hmm. like selling animals but uh, how does it work if somebody wanted to adopt one of your animals at the yeah. sanctuary? So um, because we do require a fee, oftentimes we're still taking some animals in for free. So if we're working with animal control, obviously they're not going to pay us any money. And so I'll take those animals in for free. And so we'll put it up on our Facebook page. We have lots of really awesome supporters and just say, Hey, we just got this new gator in and I take a picture or we do a video. And for $100, you get to name that alligator and you get a certificate of adoption and we'll send you a picture of that animal. And so, um, and I mean, it's gone within five minutes. It's, it's crazy. People will, they want to name an animal. They just want to name it, whatever <laughs> crazy. So we kind of give them a few stipulations. It, it can't be a name that we already have if it's uh, the same animal. So we can't have like, you know, three Godzillas or 17 Allies, you know. Um, oh my God. I would not those. even think Allie. Allie the alligator. Really? Not once? No, that was not, the, that was not one that came to oh, my mind. Really? That's- oh, that's. I try not to do stuff like that though. Like, yeah. Um, So yeah, so that's pretty nice. So um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. So they get to name an alligator and then they get a certificate of adoption. Um, And then if they're close, 
they can come visit, you know, in the summertime and we'll kind of point out where their alligator is. Or if they have done an encounter, then we'll try and get, you know, if it's one of the smaller gators, we'll get that gator out for them so they can actually, you know, hold on to it and take their own picture with it. Aww. Oh, see, I just pulled up your Facebook page to see y'all do that with the boa that y'all just took in. Yeah. That's cool. I was So let me ask, uh, biggest jerk crocodilian, is it the caiman? It's got to be the caiman, isn't it? Um, he's not really a jerk. I mean, he's, he's kind of stealthy. Um, I wouldn't really call him our Morlitz crocodile. He's pretty oh, that's right. I, forgot you I figured it was yeah. good. She was going to say the Morlitz. Everyone I've ever yeah. met has had a nasty attitude. Yeah. But he's so cute though. He's maybe like three feet long. So, but he's still so cute and tiny that it's just kind of cute when, even if he chases you. <laughs> So, you know, it's probably not very good that you're like, oh, you're so cute. And he's like trying to jump and snap at you. Um, but yeah, it's probably the Morlitz. We used to have one of our alligators. He's still there, but he's mellow now. Um, but yeah, anytime you'd enter his habitat, you couldn't turn your back on him because he would he would come and try and bite your pant leg or, yeah. you know, bother you. Most of the time if we're in their habitat, they leave us alone. I'm, you know, I'm mowing the lawn or I'm weed whacking and they just, I have to mow around them. They just don't even move anymore. But him, we could always had to keep our eye on. So <laughs> I worked with a three-legged dwarf croc and he was an asshole. Yeah. I think he, he had three legs and he was miniature. I don't think he was happy about any of that. <laughs> so he was pissed off. We have a friend who has some crocodilians. We're not going to say his name. Yeah. Um, he keeps them very, very well. Like, I mean, they are. He's had his Nile since he it was a baby, and it's ten foot. Yeah, I've seen the big trolley wow. pushing ten foot now. He can go wow. in the enclosure and sit Indian style, and it'll crawl out of its pond and lay in his lap. Really? He, wow. he used That's to sleep some in good his, work. Yeah, he used to sleep in his bed with him when he was a kid. But he used to travel all over the country doing shows at fairs mm. um, with mm-hmm. with gators and stuff. But I've been to his place, but he has a freaking. Siamese that wants oh, yeah. to rip your leg off through the fence wow. at yeah. any time. And he gets in there barefoot with it. And he's a weird hippie. He is a weird hippie. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's got a Moralettes too that it'll surface and he can put his hands under it and lift it up out of the water. Jeez. And uh, then he's got another Moralettes that wants to rip your face off. One that I've never worked with that I think would scare the crap out of me are Cubans. Because they can oh, run. Oh, man. I know. Yeah. If you ever watch it, they they gallop and like they're fucking fast. Yeah. They're so cool looking, but yeah. Anyone Mm -hmm. listening should go look up videos of Cuban Crocs running and they gallop like a horse and at full speed. Like you're not outrunning that. You better get behind a tree, take a right hand turn or something. Mm -hmm. But they're quick on land. They are. Yeah. I I never had to work with one, thankfully. Uh, I'll take I'll take alligators. I, I always tell people all the time when it comes to if you type in Cuban crocodile on YouTube, the very first thing is running. Yeah, because <laughs> they're one of the few like it's they take off. Um, but I tell people we get all the time we got super lucky when it came to like predators in North America because we really got the big old vaginas of all the, the massive predators. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean the, the American yeah. alligator. I, I kayak fish in Louisiana and now it'll be Texas, but and I get people up north all the time going. How do you, what do you, what do y'all do with the alligators? I was like, you just fish around them. Like, oh, I'd never fish if there were alligators. Then you'd never fucking fish. Yeah. They're yeah. in every body of water. Like, they don't, alligators don't give a shit about you. I mean, we've seen them in ditches when we're out herping here. Yeah. I mean, I've gone, we I've had gone, one in the middle of the road, remember? Well, I'll go fishing and you'll see them. They'll go down. You paddle past them. You look back, it comes back up. Mm-hmm. He just like waits for you to go by. 
But uh, I joined a group once of people in uh, it was an Australian kayak group. I accidentally somehow joined an Australian kayak group, and I was like, "What do y'all do about saltwater crocs?" Oh, well, we don't fish there. <laughs> so they, all fish, they all fish south. It's all New South Wales. No one yeah. really fishing. I was like, "That's probably safe." Yeah, James and I. Yeah, were right. Out, we were out herping this summer, and we there's an area where it's like uh, two lakes. When I say lakes, it's swamp. Yeah, it's, it's swamp it's lakes. Marsh, yeah, marsh. And they they are almost touch each other, and there's a road that goes in this little isthmus between them. <clears throat> and so we had gone through. Yeah, and these places have like like three foot lily pads. Yeah, massive lily pads. It's awesome looking. We had gone through there. We went probably another mile down the road and went down a little side street, and then came back. And when we turned, we're both like, what "The hell's that in the middle of the road up there?" It's just this big lump. Like, and right then in the middle all of, the of a sudden, it there's another car stopped just on the other side of it. All of a sudden, it you know did how they flare their head up and whip their body around. Yeah, it turned and we could see the body sideways, and it was as, oh. as long as the road was wide. Yeah, and uh, wow. he was a big, big horse. Then I floored it because I wanted to get up there quick, and he took off. Yeah, <laughs> shot down into the ditch. We couldn't see him, but I mean, it was a yeah. big old alligator just sitting in the middle of the road. And he disappeared in like ankle deep water in the ditch. Yeah. Crazy. Well, that's what we're thinking. I was like, damn, if somebody, if it had been nighttime, someone just comes off that thing and hits that, you are destroying your car because that is hitting a log in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the road. Well, you remember when we were out there the next time, there was the skid marks in the road and they went off in that same spot in the ditch. Yeah. And you could tell the car had been stuck there. I was like, they might have swerved to hit the missing out. Alligator. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I still, I just, I can't get over how many people because alligators aren't that common down here I guess because we have so many restrictions down here about not being able to own without permits in certain situations mm-hmm. um, but the fact that they're common enough for you to have 200 of them up there that you never bought uh, right and that's only a fraction bread. yeah, yeah. Actually, actually one of them one of them take. is our bread but yeah and that's only a fraction of the ones that are up there and that's only a fraction of the one I mean there's so many of them that definitely do die as, as resilient as they are there's so many that I'm sure mm-hmm. do die and have, how many how often do you have y'all taken them in and then just they were so bad off you couldn't help them or have you been able to help everyone? No, we haven't been able to help everyone. Um, I mean, it doesn't happen very often. We maybe get, you know, one, one death, maybe two deaths a year. That's not bad. Um, it's not bad. Yeah. Based but on it's the numbers. Just, it's I so mean. sad because, you know, if they would have just gotten help sooner. Yeah. It's, you know, we had one alligator that we got that... It came from animal control. He was already skinny when we got him, and he wouldn't open his mouth for anything. And so when we were doing our health check, like a couple days later, because we usually check them out, I don't usually open up their mouth and look around inside their mouth when they do a health check until since then I do. Um, But yeah, so he wouldn't open his mouth. He wouldn't eat anything, which that's not really uncommon for a new gator for us. Um, But at least, I mean, they'll hiss at you. I mean, they'll do something. But he just kind of laid there and he was so just lethargic. And then I was like, something's going on. I'm going to open up his mouth. And so when I opened up his mouth, he had like caulk from the tank. Oh. like the silicone and i so I, you know i put a piece of log in there to have him clamp down and i just pulled and 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 it was like a foot long Jeez. of cock that was like just stuck in his in his throat Blessing. and then he passed away the next day oh man so and it's you know it just sucks because you know you just the poor animal just the poor animal so you know you can't help all of them unfortunately um Katie, I want credit. I didn't make a joke. 
I'm proud of you. She said it had a foot long of cock down its throat. I know. And, I didn't <laughs> and say now, now you go in there, though, so you get no. Oh. You I get no. I'm yeah, proud of you. definitely uh, watch that story that I never. No, you should keep it Oh, there. no. It's 100% def- just him no, and his it's brain. Just, it's not just me. Bullshit. <laughs> no, I promise you it wasn't just him. You should totally keep it in there. And inside, you'll know that there are people there trying not to laugh as you tell the sad yeah. story. Because that's one of those words that I, I can't even say it without it coming out. No, it's oh, that's bad. funny. Really? No. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I can't yeah. enunciate the L in the middle of the word for some reason. It just doesn't. That's hilarious. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Oh, that's funny. No one brought that to my attention until now. So yeah, every now, so, uh, all right. Every time I think of it now, thank you guys. Yeah. So, every time, we, every time you've told that story, I guarantee someone is sitting there going, "Don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't right? laugh." Right. Oh, that's just funny. one of those words that you can say though, and like boys are gonna giggle. Well, she said it was a foot long of cock. How can you not? <laughs> Because she said C-A-U-L-K. So did I. I said foot long of cock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the other day when I was teaching conjunctions and I said butt and all my little third grade boys. Because <laughs> I said the word butt in the classroom. Right. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. You said butt. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think anytime someone at work, someone talks about having to go to like afternoon or morning duty. Can't help but go. You said duty. <laughs> it's still funny even when you're an adult. Oh, jeez. What? You know it's funny. Anyways. Anybody have any other questions? Mm-hmm. No. I've asked all my questions. I think I've asked all my questions. I'm sure like I'll come up with like five more questions. I just I the whole having to deal with snow and two hundred alligators blows my mind. Cause like the worst we had in Louisiana, we, it would get cold, but as long as we just turned the pools up so the water stayed warm. And then one pool had like a jacuzzi heater, so we were good. Oh, yeah. And so we just kept them warm. We never had to deal with like, oh no, it could freeze over. And the water that came out of the out of the pumps was warmer too. Yeah. So it was like warm bathtub water, basically. Yeah, on, on the cold days you got and you could see the heat coming off the water and the yeah. alligator sitting inside of it. You never deal with that. And then And of course there were signs because it never failed. People would be like, Oh my gosh, it's in the cold water. And we're like, No. How are they again? You know. I'm not gonna do it again. I don't I don't miss having to deal with the general public as a zookeeper. I don't there's like but I, although now I'm a teacher and so now I just deal with teenagers and that's that's still equally as bad. You can yeah. come deal with the general public for me. I could deal with that general public. At least they're not gonna tell me that. how they're gonna eat the snake rack and how to serve it up in a sauce pecan. Yeah, but you whew, man, some of the questions I get. <laughs> Apparently, my business got put on the list of some animal rights people recently because I've been getting a lot of the, you're a terrible person, we're going to kill you. Maybe they, just know you. Maybe they just know you personally. Yeah. We're going to come to your house and kill you. I'm like, well, here's my fucking address. <laughs> See, Understand that that killing shit works both ways. I was about to say. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Those yeah. those people are like probably super liberal vegans. They don't own guns. They you're good. Guns. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about it in the slightest. My wife shoots better than I do. <laughs> so oh, that's a good question. Darren asked, do you think you would still be working with reptiles if it wasn't your family business? <sighs> like, did you have hopes and dreams and they just all got crushed when you had to go work with alligators for the rest of your life? <laughs> that's She's what like, I don't want to answer that. Asshole. <laughs> did 10 year old, did 10 year old you want to be an astronaut? Like what's going yeah. on? <laughs> no, it's, well, ten-year-old me, yeah, no, I actually wanted to be like a stunt double. Nice. <laughs> in, like, movies. I used to like jump out of my bedroom window and like 
and I lived on the second floor. So he's like, like <laughs> tuck and roll. I'm like, I'm going to be a stunt double. That's what like 10 year old Lena wanted to be. Um, I'm thinking man. adult Lena realizes how much your body hurts when you get out of bed now. And you're like, yeah, I'm just... <laughs> I know. I know. Cause every time I wake up, I'm like, man, that, that didn't hurt before. Her husband's right? going to listen to this and go, man, I should have gotten a bigger life insurance policy. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I, if this was never a thing that wasn't even invented, I, yeah, I probably would not. I am, used to be really big in like the health and fitness scene. So I would probably have been like some type of a health and wellness counselor or nutritionist or something. That's kind of what I was more passionate about in my early twenties than, than the family business. But then the you time. realize like cake tastes good and. It's fun to sit on the couch and watch TV. Yeah. You know what I have wanted for the last two days? What? Cookie dough. Well, then why don't you buy any? Exactly. Uh, because I can't eat it. Well, but I can. But I'll it's you, not coming I'll, in my house. I'll tell you how good it is. No. Dude, you had a fucking banana nut chocolate chip thing that was like this big last night. I want to eat that so bad. I didn't. The bananas you will jack it, my sugar I, up I, like I nobody's so, business. No, so, no. Okay. Th- Let's go back to the story. For listeners that don't know, I'm a type 2 diabetic. Yeah, sucks for you. Yeah. Uh, but my daughter got <laughs> a serving of banana, chocolate chip banana that bread herself. That was as big as her face. And yeah. it was like four servings. And I only ate- Four servings for like a grown man. I only yes. ate like maybe half of what was She's 10. Well, but her when she brought it into the living room, I was like, Josephine. I was like, that is not all for you. And she just stared at me. And I was like, you need to go put- at least half of that back. And she looks at me indignantly. And she's like, how? And I was like, go to your room. I said, leave the plate on the table. Go to your room. And I just I just sent her away. And the dad came along and ate it. Yep. I, I ate half of it. Katie put the rest of it in the thing last night. I put it back in the container. Which means I'm going to eat some when I get off of this. There's I took there's... two bites of it and could instantly feel the sugar like in my forehead. And was like, nope, can't eat anymore. I'm going to have high blood have blood sugar. You can't eat it. They'll take your foot. <sighs> Don't want to lose your foot. I'm going to go downstairs and eat my Cool Whip. I can eat Cool Whip. One of my cousins is type 2 and she didn't take care of herself and just had her left leg amputated. See, Katie? Oh. See, you could lose an entire leg. I'm not even on insulin. This is, it's not, it's not, it's, I'm, it's <clears> not going to get that bad for a me. A leg, Katie. Not losing a leg, James. So I'll eat all the cookies. And if I do, I'm going to say it was like some cool animal attacked me or something. (laughs) An alligator. alligator. Yeah, there you go. Hear me out. I was Uh, walking through the yard. (laughs) It was dark. It came out of nowhere. It would be believable here. I mean, we got me. Shot right down into the sewer. We have them in the the lake in my neighborhood. I totally believe it. There were people freaking out about the one in the lake in our neighborhood. And I'm like, guys, stop. It's not going to mess with you. Yeah. It may eat our dog. Then don't let your dog. Don't let your dog get that close to the water. It's. Or let it eat your dog. Oh, mercy. Maybe it's the little yippy ones that live around. I'm all for it eating those dogs. God. Uh, anyways, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I don't think I have anything else reptile related this week. I have a cool educational program that I'm doing on Thursday after school for our after school program. Okay. It's, I haven't done an educational program on a. Reptiles in a while. What, what reptiles are you doing? Well, I've got my leopard gecko in my classroom and my Brazilian horn frog in my classroom. My bearded dragon in my classroom. And so I'm you're just using stuff probably going to take a snake for the day. So you're... If my principal says yes. So the next question is, which snake are you taking since you don't actually... Are you taking the corn snake? Yeah. Okay. She's fine with me. 
That's fine. But I just didn't know you wanted one of my snakes. You're not going to take your NBK so every kid can get bitten? <laughs> she might pee on them. You're like, time to toughen up, kids. <laughs> no, but there are – so our after-school program does – they have like a 45-minute homework help, and then they have different activities the kids rotate through, like through stations. And this Thursday, they're focusing on animal habitats. So I volunteered – because they're always at, like, they emailed the teachers and they're like, hey, this is what we're learning this week. If anybody wants to come and help out or. Hey, get that weird teacher with all the animals in her room. Do anything. And <laughs> I was like, I'll come That do weird it. English teacher with all the animals in her room. Don't you judge me. Doesn't teach science at all. Nope. <laughs> Maybe next year. Who knows? Insane. All right. All right. I'm trying to think. We're good? I think we're good. we are. We're good. Uh, I do want to remind everybody about our giveaway. Again? Again. Just go over there. Go to our page. You don't our, have to do much, and it's cool. You just gotta share it, and you can win win the top for your mm-hmm. for your uh, cave for your uh, Exoterra. We are trying to give you guys free shit. Free shit. Take it, oh, and you. I like it. free stuff. If yeah. you guys win it, and you don't want it. I'll take it. Well, the three of us can't, <laughs> but you yeah. can. You can go on and do it. Oh, yeah. I can enter. All right. Yes, yeah, we can't. We've given we away, can't. We've given, we've away, given away some things really cool shit that I can't get, and I'm very upset. Yeah, a friend of ours won that uh, mandala, that Venom Life mandala, mm-hmm. and he sent me a picture of it. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. I want, want it. Ryan Cox. Ryan Cox. Yeah, that's right. Who yeah. was on here earlier, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted that. Um, and then, oh, I'm getting heat panels this week. I, I know that's not super fascinating, fascinating for everybody else. but You have stuff in Louisiana I'm bringing back to you next week. I have a Herbstat 6 in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. For reptile nerds, you understand a Herbstat, Herbstat 6 thermostat is amazing. Mm-hmm. I was just told that a Herbstat 4 and a Herbstat 6 only had like $75 difference or something $100. like that. It's $100. $100 difference. I was like, eh, go ahead and get the bigger one. Super excited. So what happens when your wife really doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. Yep, it works. Just spend money on me. It works. We're good. <laughs> you're, uh, you're all birthdayed out, man. Darren Watson says she gets free gators. It doesn't get better. Yeah, but she still has to take care of them, Darren. That's She's at 200 gators, I'm sure. Around gator number 175, it got old. <laughs> <laughs> if not before then. But all right. So if people want to get a hold of you, Lena, and help you out, and if they want to adopt an animal or they want to follow you, what is the yeah. best way for everybody to do all of the above? Sure. So, and I actually wrote it down so that way I wouldn't, rem- you know, <laughs> forget all my handles and all that. So, um, uh, our Facebook page is Critchlow, and I'll actually put that, or if you want to type it out for me, I don't know where my little comment thingy went. Um, so, Critchlow, which is um, my family name critchlow alligator sanctuary or if you just type in alligator sanctuary michigan yeah we're the only one there we're the only one in the midwest so it'll pop up so critchlow alligator sanctuary um on instagram it is alligator underscore sanctuary uh we also have a youtube channel i don't have a whole lot of content on there um but that's croc vision c a s so as a critchlow alligator vision Sanctuary. Croc. She um, said Croc yeah. Vision. Oh, she said yeah. Crack Vision. Totally did not say yeah. Crack. It was Croc. croc. Yeah. The accent Rock. came out. And like, as you said, I guess that was my moment because I started giggling because I'm like, this oh. is not Crack Vision. This is Croc, <laughs> croc vision. vision. Yeah. Anyway. So, but if anybody is listening, so if I want to give myself a little plug also. Um, so we also work with animal control and law enforcement because obviously up here in the Midwest, uh, our law enforcement really isn't trained to deal with going into homes that have alligators. And so we uh, work with law enforcement 
and we do trainings where they can come to our facility and they can learn how to safely catch and capture alligators. Um, and so that's open to our law enforcement. So we have people that have come from Canada, Illinois, Missouri, Wisconsin, Ohio, Indiana, um, that have come from kind of all over the Midwest and, like I said, up even into Canada to learn how to do something like that. So if you are in the listening area within, you know, closer to Michigan than Texas or Florida. And uh, oh, oh, no. no. We got all the way to this point and the audio messed up. Uh, I wonder if it's on our end. It probably is. Oh, there's. Yeah, because my internet has been running really slow for the last oh, did it? minutes or so. <sighs> okay. Oh. We're back. So, so. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's okay. Okay, good. So it's called the Crocodilian Capture Safety Training. And so, um, and it's also uh, certified through our Michigan Department of Ag. That and is so, so cool. For, for those of us that are in Michigan, you get your continuing education credits for it. And so, yeah, so it's something that is really helpful. Um, especially we get a lot of people out of Chicago as well um, that, that come and do the training in Madison, Wisconsin area. Because yeah, they have a big herb so, society up there. Madison Herb Society. Her- yeah. Yep. I need so, to just take a yeah, tour so of the if, mid- you're, if you're not too far from that area and you want to try a training, I need to take a out. tour of the Midwest and come visit there and go over to Snake Discovery and then drive up. And just tour all the Midwest reptile stuff. I was thinking yeah. that earlier. Sounds like a great yeah. summer vacation. Yeah, yeah. We're only about two and a half hours away from Tinley. We're only, yeah, we're halfway between Chicago and Detroit. Oh. So do you guys, uh, Snake Bites, do you know the Reptarium, Brian mm-hmm. yes. Barczyk? Yeah. He's actually only about maybe two hours away from us. We actually have two of his alligators from a few years ago. Um, so yeah, so, okay, so we can we're not too there. far away from, from Brian's Reptarium. And then we can go over to uh, Wisconsin and see uh, the Venom, Venom Lab. Mm-hmm. Just take a whole tour of the Midwest. That'd be it. I'd be down to do that. Have a big like double family vacation. Let's do that in the, this, in the summer. Definitely doing when it's not cold up there. I was about to say, yeah. We're in a big ass, yeah. Like passenger van and and go. Yeah. No, we might kill each other in a big ass passenger van. We might be better off taking two vehicles so that when the kids start to bug y'all, you can stick them in the car with me and vice versa. Well, see, the good thing is one of my kids can drive, so I could just make them all be in that van. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I love it. <clears throat> well, thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, Hang out just a minute before uh, before when we uh, disconnect. All right. Real quick. Okay. If we get a hold of Robert, lsreptileracks.com. Mm-hmm. Get a hold of us. We are the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. Uh, Check us out next week. 100 episodes. 100 We're bringing back somebody from previous episodes. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. Thank you, Lena, for being on. And we will talk to everybody next week. Goodbye.